And if you said to yourself, what would be the best way to start a show like this? How would I best start the show? What would I most want to hear? And the answer, you may not have even known this, is Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas, former host of a show on some channel. I can't remember which one, but uh, you know him, you love him. Welcome, Governor. How you doing? Chris, I'm doing great. Gee, what a setup. Uh, I mean, Brian never gave me that kind of love when I came on with him. I'm, I'm going to start only coming on when you're the guest host. So next year. We'll see you next year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Where are you today? Where, do we, where are you calling from? I'm in Florida today. We'll be leaving for Iowa later this afternoon, and uh, we'll be in Iowa for a couple of days and South Carolina for a couple of days, states that I'm uh, quite familiar with. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you do not know the way to every salad bar at every pizza ranch in Iowa by now, uh, you're, you have not been paying attention. So it's here's the question. When you were governor, you were governor for, what, 10 years Ten and a half years, right? Ten and a half years, but who's counting? Uh, you gave some press conferences. You t you had sure. to talk to reporters, and they threw brickbats at you, and they made it hard on you. Ron Fournier, you had you had you had good uh, national caliber reporters uh, throwing hard stuff at you uh, in Little Rock uh, when you were doing that. Did you watch the president's press conference yesterday? Uh, I have to admit that I did, and it was very painful. Uh, I'd rather have a colonoscopy than have to go through that again. It's an hour of my life that I will never get back. <laughs> and at least for a colonoscopy, they give you Valium, and there was there was you no. Don't remember that you had it. Yeah, there was no sedative. I remember this press conference. And it really was uh, one of those typical Obama moments where he thinks that if he just continues to talk, that somehow the magic will happen. And frankly, for me, the more he talked, the more he tried to sell this Iranian deal, uh, the more convinced I was that he had no idea what he has just embarked upon and, and the difficulty that he has put our allies in the Middle East in. And frankly, he has lit a fuse that I think could be one of the most dangerous acts of history since uh, back at the uh, time when Chamberlain thought that we could just make peace and appease the, the Nazis. I mean, it was surreal to watch the naivete with which this president uh, went into an agreement with people who for 35 years have not kept one single agreement they've ever had. They kidnapped and killed Americans and with no culpability admitted, with no uh, agreement to release hostages, the easy layups in all of this, quite frankly, with none of that. He simply says, we will let loose 120 to $150 billion so you guys can buy up arms and continue to fund terrorists around the world. It, it's truly crazy, Chris. And I read the entire 159 pages of the agreement. Mm -hmm. And as I read it, I became convinced that this only works if two things are operative. One, if you trust Obama, and two, if you trust the Iranian government. And that's a big stretch, and I can't go there. All right. So the president's point, though, is, and I acknowledge that it is a straw man that he constructed a, 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 a fairly flimsy, but he constructed a straw man in which he said, OK, you have two choices. You can either go to war or you can use diplomacy. Now, that may be so. But then he said he used this deal as the best possible outcome for diplomacy. But doesn't he have a point that this might be the best deal that you could get with Iran? Totally disagree. 
he, he always makes it as if there is only two choices and he's made the right one. The third choice is that you increase the sanctions on Iran. You bankrupt them. You bring their government to the end of itself, and you create a vacuum in which an uprising like the one that was attempted back in 2009 could actually be successful. That one would have probably had a little more oxygen had the president not been stone-cold silent in the midst of it, even as 20-year-olds were getting uh, shot in the head in the street and their blood running down the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. If we'd have continued the pressure on Iran and bankrupted them, continued to make it so that uh, they weren't able to sell their energy, and in fact taken the, the additional step of accelerating the production of American energy, become the greatest exporter in the world of our coal, natural gas, and oil, we would not only bring great disruption to the Iranians' capability for terror, but we would disrupt the Russians' ability for stronghold in Europe, and we would be able to supply uh, energy to Europe, Africa, and Asia, challenging the Russians, the Iranians, and the Saudis mm-hmm. for power and for economic development. This is a president who never thought about that because he hates energy that we produce. He he doesn't mind if the Iranians are going to produce energy with a lot less concern of the environment than us, but he wants to make sure that Americans don't have those millions of jobs. And, And so I think that his false premise that there are only two choices is crazy. The third premise is bankrupt Iran, take whatever action is necessary, uh, to dismantle their government and to make sure that as we once had as our doctrine, Mm -hmm. A, we don't negotiate with terrorists, and B, they are not going to get a nuclear device no matter what. Simple as that. Now, Governor, uh, turning to another topic, and this is not pigeonholing. I would ask anybody running, and because I, I, because uh, I think this is an, an underappreciated and enormous political story of this cycle, uh, is what happened with the secret video of Planned Parenthood. This is, uh, I think listeners should understand what Planned Parenthood means to the Democratic Party. The pro-life movement inside the Republican Party uh, is uh, uses some money, uses contributions, yes, but mostly relies on moral suasion and shaming uh, to get Republicans to hold the line on pro-life stuff. Uh, That's never been a a, a problem for you. But in the Democratic Party, Planned Parenthood represents a lot of money. Planned Parenthood gets federal money, gets state money, uh, uh, generates a lot of revenue, makes a lot of political contributions. Uh, If Planned Parenthood becomes uh, toxic or if Planned Parenthood becomes at the least problematic for Democrats, that's a big deal. Well, and that's why you see most of the major networks going radio silent on this whole story, which is utterly disgusting, to watch this doctor chomping on her salad, fork in hand, casually discussing the dismemberment of human babies mm-hmm. and selling their parts. I mean, it, it's the kind of thing that if we had video of Dr. Mengele, uh, that, that's what we would be seeing, just this casual callous indifference to human life. I I mean, I'm just appalled as I watch the video. Now, Planned Parenthood comes back and says, oh, well, we've misinterpreted. Okay, well, you interpret it for us. Right. You explain to us how a a doctor can be so callous and indifferent toward even describing, let's be sure not to crush the heart, the lungs, and the liver, because those are really valuable parts. Um, A taxpayer spent about $540 million a year with Planned Parenthood. We shouldn't be spending a dime with them. 
And when they say, well, we provide useful services, there's nothing Planned Parenthood does in the area of cancer screening that could not be done by organizations that don't kill babies. Mm-hmm. So that the, the idea that they're the only vendor out there is nonsense. But what they primarily do is they are an abortion provider, and the people from inside Planned Parenthood have made it very clear that this is their profit center. And And I I would like to think that at some point responsible members of the press would quit trying to defend this uh, absolutely hideous and now perhaps criminal enterprise called Planned Parenthood. And the last thing before I let you go, when Republicans talk about this issue, when they talk about abortion, it is very often uh, couched in a negative terminology. Uh, what are the exceptions that you will allow? What are the exceptions that Scott Walker, your fellow contender, is uh, getting heed in Wisconsin for a late-term abortion ban and all that kind of stuff? Can the discussion be changed into one on offense where Republicans are forcing Democrats to talk about, do you support late-term abortion on demand? Is that really possible or is there is that the way uh, that Democrats can keep the conversation on social issues we need to completely turn it around I remember being on John Stewart's daily show Chris and getting a standing ovation from his 99% liberal audience because I said look to be pro-life it's not about being against abortion it's about recognizing that every human being has intrinsic worth and value and that the kid with Down syndrome is equally valuable as the captain of the football team There's no such thing as a child who is disposable or expendable. There's no such thing as someone that we've devalued to the point that we believe that for economic convenience or social disruption that we would simply get rid of because they disrupt our our comfort. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's appalling. And so pro-life is about protecting life, not just in the gestation period. It's about protecting life from conception through gestation beyond birth when the child's a child, adolescent, adult, and even a mature senior uh, Mm -hmm. individual in in assisted living. I said, this is about the totality of life, not just unborn children. Governor, you have to promise me that you will tell Alice Stewart that I would have asked that question of anybody and talked about it anywhere because I think it's the best story. Okay, you promise? Well, I think it's a powerful one, and I think we need to talk about it, and I hope that America will absolutely discuss this. No kidding. Okay. Chris, great to talk to you. Governor, we're very grateful to you. Good luck on the campaign trail. We'll, We'll see you out in Muscatine. See you then soon. Thanks.